I used to attack because it was the only thing I knew. Now I attack because I know it works best. Garry Kasparov When we last heard from our adventurers, they had been trapped inside the mausoleum of an ancient Dakani warlord, water rushing in from all sides as they desperately attempt to find a way out. Will they finally learn to work together, or will this tomb claim more than its previous occupants? There were a lot of mechanics in this one that got shaved off for time, but I think that we still got the important parts of the story. Also, I can say that the next episode should have a bit better audio quality as it uses a different recording setup, but honestly, I'm exhausted right now, and this intro has already wandered farther than it needed to. So as the water pools at their shins and all hope seems lost, the story continues. Everyone who is still in the room, go ahead and roll initiative. Sixteen! Eight. Seven. Thirteen. Nineteen. Who got nineteen? Uh, that would be me. Okay, so we're going to begin the round with Creve. Mm-hmm. The door has slammed shut in front of you. A large stone slab is between you and the rest of your party. And a quiet voice echoes in the back of your skull. No. This is most unfortunate, my champion. Darren chose this later well. No matter. If they survive, we will still thrive. But if not, collect their shards, and we will find others. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Huh. <laughs> Thanks for that advice. But I, and I say this in draconic, I do like these people a lot, so I'd kind of like to keep them alive for right now. Can you... Maybe help me look for a fulcrum release lever or something to maybe spring this from the outside. I will do what I can with the tools that I have. Be strong, my champion. Don't fear. All right. I know we didn't do our normal, what was last week? So let's go back over where we are. This ornate room has seven large hobgoblin faces carved into the walls. One on the northern wall, three on the western wall, and three on the eastern wall. And on the southern wall, next to the exit, is a device with three large dials set like a cylindrical lock and the large drainage ditch running through the center of the room. All of the doors have now shut, and the mouths of the hobgoblins have opened, and water is pouring out of their mouths onto the floor. Everybody make a perception real quick. 16. 13. 13. 19. Uh, I got 20. Thero, Thero, Thero. Okay, um... Thero, Thero, Thero. What did I do now? <laughs> you do notice that there are some beautiful scripts carved into the wall. <laughs> they look strange at first, but it's probably Goblin, you assume. Sadly, you do not speak it. You do notice, with the 20, something a little strange. The eyes on each of the seven Hobgoblins are not actually pupils. It looks like some sort of rune or script is carved in place of pupils. So obviously there's a little bit of a puzzle situation here. What do you do with your six seconds? I pointed out to everybody, I would tell them to look at the pupils really quick. I would say, does these symbols mean anything? What do they mean? Like, do you guys recognize these symbols? Okay. Trey. I want to pull out my shard, or I want to hold my ocarina up and see if it's doing anything. It's pulsing very quickly but it's not making any noises or reacting. Okay, so it's not doing me no good. No. Well, shit. Does anybody here speak Goblin? Yes, I do. Word. What'd that say right there? Sadly, she's later in the initiative. Uh, is there anything else you want to try to do? I already tried to open the door, right? Yeah, the door is too heavy for you to lift. Ooh. Mm. Can I activate Rage and try to open the door? Give it a shot. All right, I want to <laughs> activate God. Rage and want to <laughs> awesome. yank open the door. I want to open the door where Kriv is to let him in the room, and then I want to open the other door to where the dude ran off. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll a strength check. You're at advantage. Hey, 13. It infuriates you even more that you cannot seem to lift this. <laughs> Reese. Well, I would like to examine the lever. I'm going to be kind of panicked at this point. Guys, guys, it's not good. And I'll go over to examine the lever itself. 
so there is not actually a lever on the machine. Mm. I was using slot machine as a placeholder in the same way that slot machines have three wheels that spin. Ah. This just has three wheels that you can turn with your hands. Are there any types of markings or indentations to show some kind of uh, organization? To so, you know, Is there like numbers on it or anything? You don't know what they say, but you do notice they're very similar to some of the ones on the pupils. Gotcha. I think we have a match over here, guys. This is gibberish to me, but they look kind of the same. I don't know. Chris? So I look at him and I'm like, oh, did you guys need somebody to read Goblin? Sorry, I was running up behind you. Um, <laughs> Seeing that says... They are numbers. They're numbers. <laughs> Starting from left to right, going along the eyeballs, it's one and three, three and seven, four and two, three and eight, six and seven, Five and three, zero and nine. And that was left to right? If you were to stand by the machine and read the eyeballs around the room, left to right, and then each of those pairs is the sets of eyes. Chris reads that off to you, and Diana, it is your turn. Well, I'm utterly confused, so maybe I could try and see if I remember anything from my history lessons of something about sequencing of numbers, or... Well, he was reading off the numbers. You notice that the script that is written beneath the faces, it's a beautiful rendition of the ancient Dakrani scripts, and it looks like a poem that rhymes in the goblin tongue, but it translates as follows. <clears throat> Fish machine, one, two, three, confuse the defilers, keep our Lord safe. Those who know, those who see, kneel before, keep our Lord safe. Okay. I relayed that. that message to the guys. So it says, fish machine, one, two, three, confused defilers, those who know kneel before. And then okay. keep our Lord safe at the end of each verse. Keep our Lord safe. Does the rhyming somehow match the numbers, like the beats, possibly? Roll investigation. Oh, boy. Um, that's a that's a real skeleton. Yeah. Yep. That is, that is not. Okay, here we go. <laughs> A natural one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that <was> bad dice. <laughs> sounds like sounds like gibberish to you. Guys, I have no idea. Creve. Yes. We've got the doorway there, but is there a way I can go maybe like left or right to kind of like look for any type of release lever or anything that I can see out there? There doesn't seem to be anything in this vicinity. It, it seems very s smooth from where it was cut, other than the fleshy tube that has a passageway. Like you, you think if you could get through it somehow, maybe you could like crawl through that tunnel, but it's up yeah. there, and you'd have to... Wh where would you put all the flesh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I can't, I can't <clears throat> reach it to cut open it or anything. Because I really, really just don't want to get messy again. I really trying to find another <laughs> way in there. Because there's no way I don't think I can Eldritch Blast the door. I mean, we can try it. I guess let me try and Eldritch Blast the door. Normally I would say roll to hit, but I'm pretty sure you can hit an AC 5. <laughs> <laughs> or eight, 0. I don't know what a stationary object is. Yeah, roll your roll your damage. Oh, damage. Uh, let's see. Yeah, go straight to the damage. That's a d10. Nine. You hit it as dead on as you can, and as the smoke clears from the burning, it doesn't seem to do that much damage. You okay. feel like if you were to roll max damage on every blast, it could overcome its toughness. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Take a lot. Hmm. All right, and that brings it back to top of the round. Uh, you're all now standing in a foot of water. Pharaoh. Oh, dear. Pharaoh. Oh, 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 no. Oh, well, shit. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, we need to act fast right now. Roll investigation. 19. Do You do realize that there are three numbers on the dial, but that's a total of 14 numbers around the room. So out of all these numbers... You think that perhaps the sum of those numbers might be relevant? It's either a three-digit pattern amongst that code that works, or the sum of those numbers might be relevant. Am I allowed to tell you guys what the sum of the numbers are, or is that considered bad? 
I was about to actually ask like if then since I've like noticed like these dials and everything, I bring that information to her and then I say, What can you make of this? You pass that information on, then you will know. I'd say you and Chris will have that number available. Trey. You said she can tell us the sum of the numbers or not? She knows the sum of the numbers now. Alright, does anybody have any clue the three dial things so that's that's easily able to spin around? No one has touched them yet, but you assume. Go ahead and roll perception real quick. 14. So something that you do notice is, while the nuance of this room is strange, you do notice that as the water is pouring, the jaws on the hobgoblins are kind of wobbly as the water's uh, rushing out. So it's something I could close, potentially? Potentially. Guys, let's try to close up these mouths. Uh, and it'll slow the water coming in. And as you put your hand on one, it, with your strength, you, have, you don't have much trouble just pushing up and keeping it closed. Y'all down for that? Let's, how many mouths are there? Seven. And how many of us is there? Five in the room. So everybody grab a mouth, and then it's going to start coming in a lot slower. All right, Reese. And then, then we can figure this out. I'm pacing around in front of the dials, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Fuck it. I just start spinning them. So while they do feel they do feel sort of rusty as you twist them, they do turn easily, but they don't spin freely. Oh, I'll just start randomly, uh, randomly assigning numbers to them, clicking them around. Tick, tick, tick this one uh, until my turn's up. <laughs> roll me a d10. You do immediately notice that it seems there are ten slots. Well, that's a one. Or there were three slots. Sorry, three slots, each with ten digits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So what's number two? You're shooting me. Also a one. Okay. And number three. On a completely separate die is going to be a two. Okay. So you enter one, one, two into the machine and it does nothing. All right. Ah. Chris. Uh, yeah. If everyone's done kicking the room's ass now, maybe we can figure out this puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, since this is your turn. What is the oh, sum? Yeah. 61. Okay. Uh, you immediately realize that 61 doesn't seem to be very helpful as there are three di three digits. That's correct. Very confusing. And six plus one is seven, which is even less digits. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone else noticed that there's a lot of threes in there? True. And, and there's a repeating pattern of the three and the number three. <laughs> Sure, go ahead. No, that... <laughs> uh, roll investigation. And that's an 18? If all of the single digits add up to a two-digit number, there are seven faces. Perhaps those are pairs? Did everyone else get that? Not <laughs> <laughs> even numbers. Seven pairs. How many even numbers are there? I really should have wrote those down. Yeah. Perhaps instead of 14 digits, there are seven two-digit numbers. Oh, it halves it. And uh, it is now your turn, Diana. Great. So possibly seven two-digit numbers. So instead of one, three, it could be 13. So in that case, the number is 259. So I'm going to say 259. You turn the dial to two the second dial to five and the second, the third dial to nine and all three of the dials pop out of the machine and fall to the floor beside you in the water. Oh, thank God. <laughs> nice. Oh, I guess. Yep. You've officially broken the machine. The water's still coming. Hey Chris, since the end of the round and everyone is now standing in two feet of water, well, mm -hmm. okay, one feet and ten inches because Trey did close one of the mouths. Yeah. <laughs> Roll me a constitution check. Even me? Not, Not you team. yet, just 19? All right, you're 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 doing okay. Kreef, you hear a faint cry. <laughs> oh, dear. Does the fleshy mass thing, the pipeline up, above me is it leading into the room it, it looks like whoever grew it was aware of the room's properties and actively dug a tunnel 
around the room along the ceiling for it to grow okay let's see here because otherwise the door would have dropped on it and cut it in half yeah that that makes a lot of sense yes i'm looking at the map there's no way i can go left or right and kind of try and go around the side of this room and find something or a weakness or some crack somewhere this was the only exit you hadn't gone down yet roll an intelligence check just intelligence six you get so frustrated at trying to figure (laughs) out what the hell's going on and there's that she's trying to be sweet telling you everything's going to be okay but it's not helping you hear it pulse once above you you just angrily just swipe at it even though you, you you know it's out of range but then your middle finger and your your ring finger seem to extend almost like a whip and slice into the tube. Cool. All right. <laughs> That's new. Uh, Thero. Yes. Still keep my eye around. Uh, kind of roll like for intelligence. See if there's anything about. Go ahead and roll. Uh, 14. Looking at what's going on and what the information has been provided so far, you think your best bet right now is to help Trey. You yeah. you think you're not the strongest in the party, but you think that maybe you can hold one of the mouths closed and give him a little more time. Fair enough. Well, then yep, I will uh, I will help Trey out with plugging up one of those holes. Uh, Where you're at right now, there there is a face there, so you can just I will help you out, Tracheles. Thank you, buddy. Trey, yes. your mechanically you haven't punched anything in the past round. Your rage subsides. But you're not struggling that much to hold the mouth closed. And the machine is, like, broken, essentially, right? Yes, the wheels, the, a, the is, dials is fell there out. A hole, is there a hole left where the machine was? No. The machine's still, still there. The three dials that spun have fallen out. And what's left in its place? Empty machinery. Empty machinery. Uh, can I smash the dials? <laughs> like, angrily, like, stomp on them? Roll wisdom, because that's higher than your intelligence. 20. You don't think that would be a good idea. You think you're you're better off stem the flow. Can I reach two of the mouths, or are they too far apart? You know what? For drama's sake, I'm going to say yes. Okay, so I hold two of the mouths closed. Uh... <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. In the, in the <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got the whole, like, the, the Jesus pose, just... <laughs> <laughs> awesome Reese oh come on come on come on come on I pick up one of the dials and try to stick it back on there come on <laughs> roll dexterity 19 you try and put one of them back in there you get it to go back in place and you as you're doing it you see where the oh on that number it's designed to slip out well shit this was a distraction damn it hey Chris I told you it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> As I uh, try to leap up and grab a hold of one of the mouths. Roll me another constitution check. Okay. Oh, that's a 15. You look over, you see Tracheles straining with all of his might to hold the mouths closed. You see Thero trying his, his little tiny elf hands, just pushing <laughs> up as best he can. <laughs> You start to feel Diana's panic and Reese's panic. Your eyes start darting around the room trying to find something that you missed, something else that you missed. Roll me perception uh, at an advantage. That's a 20. Is that natural or total? Total. Something you didn't notice before, something that just, how would anyone have noticed it? You start thinking about the riddle, the poem that was written around the room, and you look up and you notice each of the numbers on the pupil that were the pupils is offset just a little. All of the seven faces are looking towards the door on the south side, specifically towards the bottom of the door. And when you look over there, there's several stones set to make that wall. One of them is just a little more worn than the others. Ooh! 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 (laughs) (laughs) You got it? I'm pointing at it, and I'm like, I want to move that fucking stone. <laughs> still, still your turn. <laughs> yes, I'll move that stone. You run over. It's a little rough, but you push it in right about knee height. You push that in. All of the mouths immediately shut. 
the three doors slide up, <gasps> and the water starts draining out through the ditch and the hallways. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, Thank buddy. god. Uh, hey, you guys! Creve, <clears throat> your hand's back to normal, by the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> guys, I had you guys covered out here. I knew you guys could do it. <laughs> Dude, he ain't never no hell, bro. I'm telling you, he's Dragonborn. <laughs> well, now I know what yeah. it meant by Benil. I'm just soaking wet right now. All that water I was trying to hold on to or trying to back up, it's just now all over me. <laughs> Oh, I know the cantrip gust. If you guys would like to get dry, I could gently blow your clothes. Nah, I like being wet. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Cue the Pornhub music. And fade to black. I'll take a moment to figure out how to, to compose yourselves. And beautiful players, welcome to level two. Um, now I feel like I feel like what's that thing they do in cooking shows where it's like now we've already prepared one in advance so you don't have to wait we're gonna pause and then when we come back everybody's gonna be at level two all right and we're back <laughs> movie magic podcast magic so one of the first things y'all notice as you take a short rest to compose yourselves after that harrowing event. Similar to Diana and Thero, there is a new weird thing on Chris's face. You got something, you got something there, man. What? Oh, it looks like somebody gave him a face tattoo around his eye and down to his chin. Hell yeah, he might type. <laughs> got the hangover face tattoo. I grab Chris's face and I go, oh my gosh, you look so cool now. <laughs> What do you think this means? I mean, what do you think this means? You're going to have trouble getting a job. <laughs> stamp on my face? For real? Tramp stamp on my face? Ironically, Mike, the opposite. <laughs> Who has history? 19. Seven. I'm a proficient in that as well. I'll take a stab. 15. So, Diana, you recognize the mark because you have seen it around quite a bit. That is the mark of finding. Yes. Which is very unique to half-orcs and some humans, most of ones that are maybe a quarter or an eighth orc. Very important to House the Rashk. You don't exactly know what it does, but you know that most of the bodyguards that your family hires tend to have that mark already. In fact, you remember some people mumbling about the fact that your bodyguard didn't, and they were like, why are we paying premium price for this? Oh. Oh. Now I'm offended. <laughs> Poor Chris. Reese, what was yours again? It was 13. You've not seen that many of them. They usually stay to the, the western part of the continent. Sometimes they come through and do mercenary work, but you know that House Thrashk is really good bounty hunters, monster mm -hmm. hunters, you know, very good rangers because they have natural talents for tracking things and are just a bit more aware of their surroundings. Creve you know that this mark definitely endows him with some magical properties, his perception and awareness better. Uh, also, you have seen House Thrash Hunters. They can make shots that you did not think were possible. They are the best at what they do, and what they do is hunting down. They're very aggressive Hufflepuffs. <laughs> they are good finders. Scary. Bravo, sir. All right. So, yeah, I got my thing. I got my thing. Woo! Big boy now. <laughs> Ultimate badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now y'all have two entrances to play with and check out. We'll go back to the top of the round. Creve. Yes, so we've got the two entrances, or exits, rather. Any... Your exits are east and south. East and south, yes. And you remember that the, the hooded figure that was watching y'all was at the eastern one. Guys, we seem to be following all these bad guys everywhere so why don't we just uh, continue to follow the creepy people like we have been this whole time if they're gonna spring track we might as well do it directly Thero, he's got a point we do seem to get into a lot of trouble but i'm not opposed to the uh, another idea that before we get to the obvious showdown that uh, maybe we should take a look around and see if we can grab something in terms of like you know any loot or anything about Tracheles. I want to go catch the baddie. So Reese? I say east. 
I uh, flip a coin. Ping! I catch it. I'm going to look at it. I say we go east. Chris? Check for tracks. Go ahead and roll. 13. That's perception. Add your newfound D4. Oh, right. forgot about that. Plus three. You notice that there are some fresh tracks on the eastern corridor, and there are some well-worn tracks on the southern corridor. So it looks like no one has taken that southern passage in a while. Then, uh, yeah, we're going east. That's old tracks. These are good tracks. Diana? I'm going to go with the group. Let's go east. Okay. Does anyone want to scout ahead, or do you want to... How do you, uh, how do you all want to approach? I want to uh, run off into the distance down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the, what's the video of a... dude playing World War <laughs> Do you want to do Leroy Jenkins? Leroy Jenkins. That's what I want to do. Hold on here. Hold on here, buddy. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Right. No, I, well, let's uh, let's stick with let's stick with initiative for just a second. So, Creve, you see Trey getting antsy. You see Trey so, Achilles getting antsy. As these experiences have brought me more keenly aware to my surroundings, I <laughs> now have some insane dark vision that's just developed. I can see double what the half-orc and the half-elf can do hey, at this wow. point. I'm Corvar, not a half-elf, buddy. Okay. Just want to be clear. Still doesn't matter. I can still see farther than you in the dark. So. <laughs> Why don't I take a little point on this and we can go take a look. Just calm down. Let's take this easy for once. Because Quick question. Right. Is, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is my ocarina still on fire? Yes. Oh, well, never mind. It's not my turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to... Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll use this round to discuss how we want to approach mm -hmm. this. Thero. I'll scout ahead, like, slowly. I'll take a really good look in the dark. You know, Gelf, I can see pretty good. Well, Another person help you out. Trey, what is your pitch? Uh, I don't know what y'all are squinting at, because I've got a whole torch right here, dude. <laughs> Trey suggests the forward march. Reese, I, you know, you're over here bragging about your brand new badass face tattoo. Maybe you should uh, lead the way. I look over at Chris. Yeah, Chris. no, I was going to say that before he started yelling at his, his big flute there. <laughs> <laughs> Just go on and, and help everyone figure out a way through here. It's kind of my thing. Before we enough trap, let's not spring another one. That would probably be good. Looking hey, uh, at you, Drake, please. Rogue, stick with me in case we run into traps. Chris volunteers a two-man scouting party. Diana. Okay, so I'm not going to be in the scouting party, but can I be in the party that's behind the scouting party? <laughs> oh, everybody else. So, I'm just saying I, I want to, you know, be up where the action is, but I'm not going to get involved with everybody's, like, perception because I have bad perception. Uh, so scouting or the full frontal assault. Go down the list real quick. Creve. Scout. Thero. Scout. Trey. Assault. Reese? Scout. Okay, and I think I know where the other two are going to go. All right, so, Tracheles has been outvoted. Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Creve, roll wisdom. Four, so five. Would you like a different set of dice? <laughs> you feel very offended that they didn't choose you for the scouting party. So, Chris and Thero, y'all want to quietly move through there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of you roll stealth. Thero, remember, you get a d4 on that as well. From Cody's face, Thero, what did you roll? Thirteen. Okay. Chris, what did you roll? Yeah, that's a one. Oh. So the two of you are creeping down the hallway, creeping down the hallway, and as you come up, you start to see where it splits. Chris's footing from where that those fresh tracks and the fresh mud had gotten wet from all the water that was rushing out, your footing slips out from underneath you, and you, you tumble into the opening there. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It hurts. Uh, do, do, you need, do you need help, man? Do you need help? You... Get off me. <laughs> <laughs> 300 years no i'm just i'm not gonna go into that speech <laughs> <laughs> you help chris get back to his feet you hear some gurgling coming from that passage to the north there oh, also you do notice with dark vision that there's a branch of that tube is running into that room it's the mm. gross alien thing oh well then trey can just burn it it'll be fine yeah if it's making that sludging sound then yeah <laughs> uh, roll intelligence everyone well, somebody please get above a 15. I got an 18. Oh my gosh, I got a 14! I got, a... got 18. So, 17. Okay, so enough of you realize that while that did work on the other end, whenever you set fire to the tube, that's when it seemed to wake up whatever was in the pod. Ah. Oh. Yeah. 
eggs. Tracules do so, not set fire to it. So, yeah. Is it my turn yet? <laughs> yes. You, you heard them slip and fall and then make that announcement of, like, oh, there's another tube. I say, ooh, it's that stuff again, and I burn it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, of course. Of course. What was well, your... I'm covered in that stuff, ain't I? I'm mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, make a dexterity check real fast. Oh boy, fifteen. So Reese, you see him get excited. <laughs> you realize they only wake up with the fire. See if you could talk some sense into him real quick. No, 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 Trey, Trey, Tracules, come on, no, buddy, not trying to grab his arm. Ow, and try to physically prevent him from doing it. Look, it's terrible idea, terrible idea. But buddy, it's. It got me wet. I don't yeah, like well, we're it. all wet. Calm down. We're all wet. Just here, don't <laughs> not burn it. <sighs> Fine. Oh, thank you. You guys aren't any fun. I'm literally laying in the mud over here. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna backtrack just a little bit. Um, with that knowledge in mind, that they don't fight unless you burn the tube. Trey, what do you do with your action? Can I fuck with them and just put the fire up real close to them to see if they react without burning them? Hold up. The party or the th creatures? The creatures. It's going to be weird because while there is fire on your ocarina, that so fire, it it's not licking off of it, actually. So Okay, word. It brightens the tube up real well, and you can see how shiny and glossy it is. Mm. Interesting. I can't kill the damn thing. Diana, you said you're staying with the, the back party. Well, now that Chris has fallen down, I go over to him, and if he hasn't been helped up at this point, I help the poor guy up. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Thanks a lot, big guy. And then I say, should we continue down this tunnel without touching the creature thing? So back to the top of the turn, you look up and y'all see that fleshy tube goes down about 10, 20 feet, branches off into another room, and then a thicker part keeps going all the way down. So do you think we should start following where its thickest part is and maybe figure out what it's feeding off of? Creve. I like what... The lady says we should, why don't we just follow where the trail ends? We can always come back and loot and destroy all the bootlickers later. Let's see what we have in store for us here. Pharaoh. I'm with the group here. Trey? Yeah, just go with the group here. Reese? Whatever gets us out of here fastest, come on. Chris? Hey, sorry, I fell down and my shoes came off. <laughs> <laughs> you were wearing shoes? Pharaoh and Chris, give me another stealth check. Never again, baby. <laughs> Continue with the scouting party yeah, ahead. 17 that time. 19. You move swiftly and quietly up the hall, and as y'all come up to that passage, you can look down and you see that there are, similar to the rooms on the other side, the egg pouches, but the ones in this room look much larger. Mm -hmm. So I think we should just try to avoid this room. What do you, yeah, what do you, we don't do you need think? to wake those up, no. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Both of y'all make perception real quick. Oh yeah, 17 again. 14. Where it looks like the other creatures you guys were taken care of were made out of goblins plus other things. Yeah, those are bugbear cadavers. Oh. Bugbears. Yeah. I start laughing at the elf and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, uh, what's going on? What's, what's wrong? I've got to kill me some bugbear corpses. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I don't consent to this. <laughs> I will. I... Stop me. Stop yes. me. Please, for the love of God. Like, I'm, I'm pulling it back. I'm like, look, look, I don't know what it is right now that's going through your head. Now's not the time to do this. We need to find a way out of it. Let's not get ourselves killed over here, please. I just see him and I want to kill. Try to get better as a person. <laughs> Goblin. <laughs> We all do, including myself. Okay, I, I get it. So, right. just let's just, yeah. let's just go. Let's just keep going. Deep breath, and just keep going. You come up to where the other branch comes through, and you see where it goes off. The thickest branch goes south, down some stairs into an opening, and then a smaller branch goes off to the west, which you assume is the one that goes through the wall and around the trap room. Roll perception to check for track. Go and roll. Seventeen. And Thero. Seventeen. While you were looking the tracks and you definitely see those weird staggering hobgoblin footprints coming through this area you notice that there's one chunk of muck 
right there in the corner where it seems like there are tracks all around it and none of these tracks have stepped on it. Hey, Rogue. Okay. Yeah. Thero, go ahead and roll straight dexterity. Ah, shit. Um, I got an eight on dexterity. Finally, you move the muck aside and there's a very loose tile. You don't really see how you're going to be able to disable it, but you definitely know where it is, so you might be able to let the rest of the party avoid triggering it. So this thing here that you can obviously tell is, is a switch to something. Do not go to that. Let you guys know. All right. He, he'll get better at it. Did the scouts advance any further? I don't want to touch it. Do you want to touch it? Technically, trap finding is not a specific skill anymore, so uh, oh, yeah. yeah, go for it. Roll dexterity. That's right, not a, that's, you figure out how the plate is set up. Push some of the muck and like another stone underneath it, so it can't go down. Put this under it. Like, grab a skull, stick it under there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Go ahead and roll stealth check for each of you. Oh yeah, it's eighteen. Eighteen too. All right. Yeah. You quietly are able to get all the way down to the foot of the stairs and. Looking in, this is what you see. This seems to be one of the main mausoleum chambers. The walls are decorated with carvings of the deeds of a single hobgoblin and his forces, the artwork directing the eye to a raised platform in the south end of the room. At the center of the platform, nestled into the hero's sarcophagus, is a large mass of flesh and sharp teeth that open and close as though begging for food. Mm-hmm. Uh, What is that? Oh my gosh. That is scary. Looks like our heroes have found the root of this evil, but do they have the gumption to pull it out? If you're enjoying what you hear, make sure to give us a like on Facebook, share this podcast to your friends, and follow us as we begin growing our website over at sagasandshenanigans.com. Wait, website? Is this some drow shit? No? Alright, whatever. There we will also keep you up to date with the happenings of our wonderful cast and crew as they begin new adventures in podcasting. And now we return you to your regularly scheduled programming. You all hear them whispering to each other. Did someone ask what is a bugbear? Yes. Okay, so there are three types of goblinoids. Heads up, even though most people don't really care that much. Uh, Goblinoid is considered a very racist term. But there are three main types of goblinoids in Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, Most of them make up the Dakani Empire. There is the goblin, small, lithe, very quick. A lot of fantasy worlds describe them as they're either very chaotic vermin or they're super tricky, almost like the fae, where they're trying to steal stuff and hunt for shiny things. They have a lot more personality in Eberron. They are studious they're very lawful they like having a very ordered life they enjoy having a system then there are hobgoblins where goblins are about the size of those halflings hobgoblins are a little shorter than the average human they are usually the ones that are in charge of the goblins and bugbears because they tend to be better with the logistics of combat and running an empire bugbears are big in mm-hmm. fact their name in goblin just means the mighty people they're about yeah. as big as you are trey oh, they, they could stand about toe to toe with a goliath despite that are very fucking sneaky it's kind of scary there was one book i read where they were like imagine an entire race of jason Voorhees." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god well shit one of my favorite enemies in the game that's just why i was like i'm getting it Big, <laughs> big, strong, and somehow can move around like a boogeyman. Creve, you see them finally make up their minds and pass that corridor. Well, I definitely don't want to divide the party or anything, so I am just going to... I'm going to stay kind of close to them, because they haven't given us the all-clear that we can keep walking this way. Trey? Yeah, is there any way in hell that I can sense his want to fight those things? His whispering was really excited. Can I yell out to him and ask him what he's so excited about? You think that would be a bad idea? Ah, damn it. All right, I'll pass then. (laughs) Reese. I will go ahead and move up here and join the party, try to peek around the corner. What's going on over here? You see them chattering and then moving on. Definitely aroused suspicion to that, that offshoot. And Diana. I am right behind Creve because I think he's the one behind the stealth party. So I'm right behind him, ready to go. Want to get this corridor. 
y'all just kind of sauntering behind. Quietly sauntering. So as y'all are coming down the stairs, quietly, very quietly, you start to get this... You've been smelling the decay of a mausoleum this entire time, the decay of, of a tomb, but now you're starting to smell like fresh meat, fresh rot. Oh, thanks. <laughs> this seems to be one of the main mausoleum chambers. The walls decorated with carvings of the deeds of a single hobgoblin and his forces, all directing the eye to the raised platform in the south end of the room. At the center of the platform, nestled into the hero's sarcophagus, is a large mass of flesh and sharp teeth that open and close as though begging for food. Two hooded figures stand on either side of the mouth and are ritualistically and reverently placing cut-up deer, wolves, badgers, and other bits of offal into the processor from a large pile behind it. Standing in the corners, this one over here turns towards you, and for a brief moment you think that he sees you, then you realize... Oh, God. Wow. Oh, not uh, these again. There are no eyes in those sockets. Wow. The little tiny tendrils flare out a little bit as if it's searching, and then it goes back to its reverent pose. So it just needs to be really, really quiet. And sensing by that what you've seen so far, there are two in those corners as well. Okay, now you need to be really, really, really quiet now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like uh, quieter than he was just then, no. Chris and Thero. What are we doing? We can just try to sneak right by them. They are obviously sent uh, a keen to sound. So. I don't know if you've noticed recently, but this shit right here needs to die. <laughs> you hear the pulsing as some of the bits are being pushed through tubes over top of you. We were sent here because this place is bad, and I'm getting a bad feeling that if we don't do something about it, really bad things could happen. Trey, roll me a perception check. Fort 15. As you're standing there, you can hear them whispering, debating. You look up at the tube, you see as like the rib cage of a deer is being pushed along it, and then it... to the right and down that side passage. That is very not cool. Chris and Thero, sorry. Back to you. If you feel the need to want to attack these people, I mean, I don't Does see that, why. Look at that thing's face. Is that ordinary? I would prefer to just leave it alone and let it live out its miserable existence. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> As y'all are saying this, a single massive eye opens on the front of the mass and begins looking around the room. It has pupils very similar to a goat's eye as it scans and then seems to lazily close back up. That right mm. there. That shit. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you may have a point, but still. It's going to be in its eye. I'm going to shoot at the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Damn it. I was like, why am I not up there right now? Okay. <laughs> You could have waited Let's on go us ahead. or told us what was going on. But... Well, you're, you're, I'm attacking! You'll, you'll, know it's, you'll know what's happening in just a moment. I love y'all so much. <laughs> We're going to go back to the full initiative order. Chris and Thero are going to go on a separate turn. Chris, take your shot. You are at advantage. At advantage, okay. Because yep. you got the drop on him. As a 19? It tries to blink as the arrow is coming. And so you catch it in the tear duct rather than the eye itself. And it starts letting out a hideous, hideous, deep guttural. <laughs> you have a move action. Now, uh, yeah, I need to move into the room. And uh, I'm going to stay clear of the uh, characters there. Thero. Oh, now, you, now you just pissed uh, it off. You also have advantage if you want to attack. Yeah, I'll uh, go ahead and uh, shoot a bow at this guy here. You can see where the base of its ribcage is, and so you can get right up into the, the organs. At least you hope it has organs. Yeah, the arrow sinks deep up into that thing's chest. Now you have movement. Be right next to Chris here. That was the bonus round. Now we start the first round of combat. Chris! <laughs> yeah. You are no longer an advantage, but you are in the room. Definitely none of them are animals, so forget that. Roll to attack the big guy there again. The mouth. Okay. And I'll use, why not? My hail of thorns. Ooh. Ooh. And it's a 15. You hit the stationary object. All right. Uh, it's going to auto-fail that deck save, but let's give its buddies a chance. The two Dolgaunts that are feeding it uh, are able to react half-dodge out of the way. Tell us what happens with your hail of thorns. 
All right, so it opens up uh, with like a rain of thorns from the end of the arrow in a, a area of effect. So his arrow volley strikes everything that's up there, uh, try their best to get out of the way, but take uh, small amounts of damage to the Dolgaunts. Uh, but the the center creature was once again... <laughs> and your movement. The rest of you are hearing as like the walls are shaking as this thing is mo like Thero. I think a bow is out of order. I think, uh, I believe I have a... Short sword and dagger. Bring them both out. Do Prince of Persia Warrior Within style. You drive your short sword into it, and it does not seem very happy, but it's, uh, one of its tendrils knocks your dagger to the side as you try to strike. Creve. I'm going to move up, and my 30 feet is right here. Of course, as I go past that other room, I'd be like, oh, yes, good to avoid that room. See the big, ugly Audrey 2 looking thing sitting right over here <laughs> and it is within range of my witch's bolt beam of crackling blue energy lances out toward the creature within range sustained arc of lightning but it is not happy that it has created a arc with you but it, it's kind of like oh, that feels better i guess diana yeah i'm going to go 50 feet into the room you're now within full sight of the hideous monstrosity that is coming out of a coffin and its goat eye is staring right at you creepy the one comes down from the stage down to you, Diana. It's yes. very unnatural arms preparing to attack. Its tendrils off its shoulders start lashing out at you, and you're able to parry them away. But while it's keeping you busy, the one on the left uh, gets a sharp tendril up into your midsection for three points of damage. And a similar thing happens to you, Chris, as one seems to wave wildly and is easily deflected. The other one sneaks a shot in at your midsection for six points of damage. Ooh, Reese. I will move directly behind Kreeb and I will tightly clutch the coin around my neck and pray for Lady Luck to shine down upon my companions today as I bless Diana, Tracules, and Chris. Woohoo! Thank you. Sweet. Thank you, buddy. Seven demon bag. Tracules. Word. I would like to um move and just come into the like the doorway mm -hmm. like right there ish um see what's going on and i would like to sit down and play in your sandman <laughs> god damn it and you didn't so, pick the thing that should not be really right <laughs> so here's the weirdest thing you all have figured out by now he's not a bard no <laughs> <laughs> he's not at all. <laughs> he does not have any bardic knowledge. He has not been to a bardic college. He has not studied any of the lore or the musics of the ancients. Yet, you do feel more confident <laughs> as you hear him play. Who did you not bless? I did not bless uh, let's, Thero or Creve. So, Thero and Creve. You mm -hmm. are now also under the effects of the Bless. On the creature's turn, it writhes back and forth. That eye looks like it's wincing in pain. And need everyone in the room to make a dexterity save. As it screams those words in a terrifying alien language that totally wasn't just German. <laughs> a wave of force emanates from it and comes across all of you. And you even notice that it doesn't seem to be discriminate. Some of those creatures that you're fighting also seem to be knocked against the wall and try to regain their footing. Hmm. Uh, those of you that made your save take five points of force damage. Uh, the rest of you take ten points of force damage. Ooh. Chris. Chris. Yeah. It knocked me down. I don't like that. I'm glad it didn't make me go crazy yet. I feel like the big thing definitely needs to go as soon as possible. So, yeah, we're just going to roll the hit. As long as you don't don't roll a one, you will hit this thing. Don't worry. It's <laughs> The trick here is that it's a sponge, not that it's a, a, a lithe fighter. Thero, after that shake, you'll see that the, the creature standing in front of you is a little more wobbly than normal. Uh, might as well take it down while it's wobbly. It tries to move out of the way of your attack, but you are too quick for it. Uh, shred through its ribcage, and it collapses to the ground. Creve, you... Uh, do I still have my concentration on the Witch Bolt? Sadly, you did lose concentration. I'm going to throw an Eldritch Blast at it. Don't roll a one. 
All right, it is moaning and groaning. It is not very happy with the situation. Your movements are pretty comfortable where I am. <laughs> Diana. I'm also hurting pretty bad. I'm going to do lay on hands to myself and heal myself uh, 10 hit points. And I am good where I am, so that's my turn. The other one moves in, and all of them just continue to flail against your armor. They do not realize just how how much money your parents invested in your armor to protect you. My <laughs> money! Chris, on the other hand, has a similar effect as to last round, as one keeps his attention, and the other hits him for three points of damage. Guys, we gotta do something about this quick. Getting really tired. Reese. I am going to move into the room here. I'm going to tightly clutch the coin around my neck once again, and I will be using my channel divinity, which I just unlocked at second level. I'm going to give five hit points to Chris, and who else is next lowest on hit points from there? Probably Thero. All right, we'll give five to Thero. Lady Luck shines upon you, and you feel a warm, pulsing sensation, and you regain five hit points. Did I just piss myself? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong warm sensation. And Trey. Uh, I want to yell at Kriv that he's a pussy as he runs out of the room. I'll let that be a bonus I, action. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to be knocking me off my groove from mm -hmm. my plan. So I'm pissed, and I want to activate Rage again. All right. Woo! And then I want to run directly at the beast and shove my ocarina in its eye. If you go straight to him, they might try and hit you. Are you cool with that? Yes. I want to fucking lower my shoulder and go through one of them is able to strike you in the chest for its maximum damage. Oh. But since you are enraged, you take half of that, so three points of damage. All right, I'll lick the blood off my chest and then <laughs> uh, happy roll, Gilmore. Roll the, roll the hit. Tell me what you do. Lower my shoulder on the goons that are blocking him. I jump as high as I can and come down all King Arthur style, ready to off with their head. And I hit the dude in the eye. You drive that ocarina right into its eye. The fire cauterizes the wound almost immediately. And it screams out. Chris, you hear that. And the Dolgons that were flailing take a knee in front of you and stop fighting. Here it comes. Here it comes. Dormammu, I'm here to bargain. It starts taking deep, labored breaths. You see it, the life drains from what is there. I killed it. Holy damn. The Dolgaunts around it, they, they don't move, but they still seem to have labor breathing. How do y'all want to handle the prisoners, question mark? I have very high-ish persuasion. I have a plus four on persuasion, so if, if anyone has higher persuasion, they could talk. To uh, burn them with fire. Burn them <laughs> that would be my recommended action. Ooh, I have some of that, and I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to say, Creve and Trey, you have seen this before. Um, sometimes if the Dolgaunts were not given a specific set of commands, some of them are not as free thinkers as they would like to believe they are. And so without their controller and their host, they sort of given up. So you think that might be the best course of action. I'm going to come back in. Before we do anything, let's ask him maybe if there's any treasure or any know anything and then after that torch him yeah we need to we need some loot can i grab one of them and say where is she <laughs> roll intimidation hell yeah diana roll your persuasion pull it up by its robes you get right in its face and you scream and it just listlessly like lobs its head to the side oh mine was 14 as well you do some passionate oration that it seems to not be able to respond to. All right, so we questioned it, so now I'm with the, uh, making sure they don't stab us in the back and loot the room. All right, so <laughs> in this room in particular, as the mass starts to kind of dissolve a little bit, 
in the tomb where there is still some parts of the hero that was once buried here in the sarcophagus, you find something very beautiful and very familiar to y'all at this point. A small purple and bluish shard that oh my God. <coughs> uh, matches the one that each of you seem to have. Whoa. Diana, you hear the, the base of your skull, this sensation of joy, like a uh, an otherworldly joy that is, is being projected. Yes, we've done it. Guys, we found it. And actually, yes, at the side of it, Trachilles' ocarina, still wreathed in fire, begins making that low ooh, sound again. It's my favorite. Other than that, the only thing else in this room is a lot of meat. It seems several days old. Um, the tubes above you start to kind of wither. Yeah, we prolapsed it. Cut. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so should we go outside and have a long rest? Well, There's... now there are two other passages. By oh. the way, what the hell was that? I don't know. It had to die, though. It had to die. Trey and Creve roll history. Trey, you've cleared out a couple of nests like this before. However, you showed up, you hit the things with your stick, and you moved away. They talked about something something during the corruptor, something something, but it wasn't part of the paycheck. Creve, you're you're just kind of having a, a bit of a brain fart. Like you've you've looked over notes about these things before you know that they are part of the process of making these creatures but it's not coming to you i do know some of those samples i want to fill some of my vials with some of that excess meat and goo you think you've already got samples i mean there's nothing in this room that you haven't gotten a sample of already technically you don't have any deer's blood so <laughs> i'll take some there's there are some animals in there Ooh, i'll take some deer's blood <laughs> yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, got my stairs blood at me. I mean, you said there's nothing in this room. I was thinking of going and checking one of these other rooms. Okay, which which room do you want to check out? I was gonna go to the one over here. Right. Anybody feel like coming with me? Yes, me. Two of you. As you enter, there is a second sarcophagus that is in this room. From your understanding of the murals that are carved into the wall here, this was his spouse. Oh. They were also a warrior of great renown, and there are several battles that seem to take place after the hero had been slain in combat that the spouse led and laid around the base of the sarcophagus are several stacks of gold and gems of various color and shine, <laughs> as well as laying on top of the sarcophagus, it's a silver brooch that looks like a tiger skull has been worked into it, and a short sword that is laid beside it. Ooh. Very nice. Um, hand him the brooch. Yeah. And I say, do you think this is magical? And I take the short sword and start looking at it. And at the same time, I start scooping as much gold and stuff into my bag as humanly possible. And I scream out, there's stuff in here! Putting it evenly, but just doing it in a hurry because I'm not sure what everyone else is going to do, but I want to try and make it even. This is the worst smelling room I've ever been in. I hate this entire place. Come and get your pile. Come down in here and see what's going on. Ugh, at least it smells better over here. It smells less meaty. Still a little dusty, <laughs> but it smells meaty. Go ahead and roll Arcana. Uh, give me two Arcana checks. Because she is with you for this, roll both of them at advantage. Okay. 22. Move on to the next one. 21. Both of the items have magical properties. The sword has inscribed upon it Lehesh Golen, which roughly translates to warrior's speed. You notice that as you were holding it for a brief moment, it felt like the sword wanted to be upright in a defensive position. The tiger skull brooch written on it is Shat Ruska, which roughly translates to sweet tiger or tiger treat. Ooh. As far as you can gather, it looks like it's just a personalized brooch of shielding. Oh, shielding. I could... <laughs> it's great. And a little bit of testing with the short sword. It seems like if you use it as an offhand weapon, it provides a plus one shield bonus. The sword does? Yes. Cool. You estimate, given all the gold and everything that's there, you estimate there is 1,200 gold pieces worth of valuables in this hall. What? Wow. Not including the two magic items. A piece 
Or just total? Total. Okay, let me divide that by six real quick. No, Chris, yeah. let's not go in the woods. That's 200 apiece. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're going to the bar tonight. Yeah. Let's go ahead and figure out who gets the items. So uh, just to refresh, the brooch does not do anything. Okay, it's a brooch of shielding. Brooch of shielding. The wearer has to attune it to themselves. It gives you resistance to force damage, which would have been useful earlier. And <laughs> if anyone casts the magic missile spell at you, it just doesn't work. You are immune to magic missile. And then the sword, one more time, sorry. Uh, if the sword is wielded in an offhand, great that three of you are dual wielders. If the sword is wielded in offhand, it gives a plus one shield bonus. Let's go back down to initiative real quick. For the sword, at least. Uh, uh, Chris, what is your pitch? So, or... the way I feel about it is, you take what you kill. <laughs> now, I mean, but if if you failed the monster, then perhaps you need at least part of the... Uh, the well, good... it wouldn't do Trey any good. I'm going to go and say that this item is much better used for someone who stays the front line of combat. So, Thero, if you would like to make a pitch for why you would get it, um, go ahead. But won't do you as much good as it might do Chris or Diana. It seems like those two need it the most, so they'll abstain. Okay. Yeah. I give it to Chris and I say, here you go, buddy. All right, then that's taken care of. So Chris is out of the running for the next one. Uh, who wants the brooch of shielding? Really don't have a very high armor class. I don't know what anybody else has, so took that force blast pretty hard. I could really use a little uh, extra defense for myself. Reese, your I opinions? Don't... Well, I've got this nice sturdy little shield here, and I'm very content with my armor, so I definitely think that could go to someone squishy. Trey, you can pretty much ignore regular damage on the most part. Are you are you fine with this? Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's going to mess up my wrestling trunks. Mm -hmm. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thero? I'm just, uh, again, abstaining. Diana? No, I'm like Reese. Uh, let it let it go to somebody more more uh, vulnerable. For reasons, we're going to not attune that to you just yet. Y'all have healed up. You've gotten everything back. And if you are interested, uh, clearing out the rest of these rooms, you will just find more and more and more withered husks. No, <laughs> no extra loot hiding anywhere. Nothing I can keep in a vial? Nothing you haven't already seen that you can put in a vial. That's fine. <clears throat> So as you all emerge from the Dakani Mausoleum, you are all blinded by the light of the sun, as it's been a bit of time since you've seen natural light. Those of you with natural dark vision are blinded a little longer. So Trachiles, Creve, and Reese, you were the first to notice the sight before you. To the right of the exit path, there are four goblins dressed in uniformed armors, each of them bearing the sigil of a tiger's skull. Uh-oh. Behind them is a hobgoblin standing quite taller than the goblins, wearing the same style of armor and sigil. To the left of the path, there are four goblins dressed in uniformed armor, bearing the sigil of a tiger skull. Oh. Mm. Behind them is a hobgoblin standing quite taller than the goblins, wearing the same style of armor and sigil. All of them have short bows drawn, and they are aiming in your direction. Carol fucking Baskins. <laughs> Coming from the brush... Is a uh, hobgoblin warrior dressed hmm. in very fine chain shirt, also bearing the same sigil, much much more emblazoned. Uh, now that you've seen it several times across all of these, you recognize it's very similar to that brooch that you've just picked up. Uh-oh. Well done, Chatur. Well done. Kas did not know how Kas would deal with Delkir Shatma. Oh, he's for Golendar. But what luck! Chatur here to save Cast trouble. Pacha, pacha. And some of the goblins snicker as she says that, but their commanders immediately, <clears throat> and they all <clears throat> right back up with their drawn bows. Cast, thank you for killing out Leshtur, but Cast Mutacha. Lay down any spoils you have, Cast lets you leave. I am Ruskatur Kaslesh Sharat Tuv. Would anyone care to translate that for the rest of the party? Go ahead, Chris. No, you got it. Guys, saying well done. We did not know how we would deal with Delkir. It's very dangerous for them, but they're very happy. Um, 
They're kind of being a little bit sarcastic, though, about the how happy they are, because they technically thanked us for clearing out the warlord's tomb, but uh, I don't think they're our friends, guys. Um, they want us to, of course, lay down the spoils and leave, um, for she is the dirge tiger, and uh, that was her grandfather's tomb we just came out of. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Sagas and Shenanigans as much as we enjoyed making it for you in these dark times. You can find us at sagasandshenanigans.com, facebook.com slash sagasandshenanigans, as well as other social media sites to be determined. The adventurers are Angela Shibley as the paladin Lady Diana Delirandar, Michael Shibley as the warlock Algernop Creeve. Cody C.K. Kitts as the Ranger, Chris Ashtar. Anthony Bingy Bingaman as the Rogue, Thero de Fairlon. Michael Doherty as the Cleric, Reese Royce. And Trey Pack as the Barbarian, Trachiles. Edited and mixed by Boston McCown, recorded and published through Corporation Zero Studios. Theme song is The Gunfight by Everett Almond, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. You can learn more about that song and Everett Almond in the links in the show notes. Also, more about Creative Commons licenses at creativecommons.org. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Boston McCown, reminding you, the story stops, but never ends. just occurred to me i thought you were doing like a he was so spiky thing where you always said ow but it's that's because you have an eight strength <laughs> just like it just occurred to me i was like why is he like i like it but like what the fuck is he's he's not actually made out of stone he's not right <laughs> still flesh uh props if anybody can recognizes the or stole the artwork little shop little shop of horror not too far hey, off Bob. I don't know. We got the other oh. That's nasty. Oh, is that the that's uh, the thing from Doom? <laughs> yes, it is a 3D model of one of the Gornests. <laughs> All right. Hey, Boston. Yes. I didn't get the picture of the thing that y'all were talking about that looked like Doom. Is it uh, the bottom of the map there? Oh, word, 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 word. Yeah. word. I see Doom. <laughs> 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 don't feel bad trey uh you have a higher dexterity than the mass stuck in a coffin so uh right. you'll go you'll go before it sorry i went uh final fantasy there for a second i was like i need to assess <laughs> Wait, i can't, I can't oh, assess <laughs>